You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Monday, 28 November. London, once again, Europe's largest stock market after Paris briefly overtook it. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. Tomorrow is the MoneyWeb Better Investor Conference. It's online. It's free. You can find more MoneyWeb.com. On the show today, chatting with Nick Kunza from Sunlam Private Wealth. Want to touch on China? Want to touch on Brent oil? Suddenly, I mean, we're literally only a few dollars green for the year. Who would have figured that? Carl Wales uh, from Flagship Asset Management, where to hide from higher inflation. And just uh, SAC Dean, uh, Dean Moore, Moore on living annuitants and how not to become burdens on their kids. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb, land reform in SA, five myths about farming debunked. Great story from uh, Johan Kirsten and uh, Wandili Shalobo. And Business Day, fictitious loan puts SPA CEO under the spotlight. More, 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 more bad news coming out uh, of that media group around SPA. Morning markets, we had the US red. Well, the S&P was down a point, 0.03%. NASDAQ off 0.7%. Asia is red. Sydney's down 0.4% and Tokyo down 0.6%. Commodities, uh, red, gold, 1,764. Brent, 81.55. Platinum, 982. Palladium, 1,847. The Rand is trading 17.11. Bitcoin trading 16,100. Tencent trading down 1.8% in Hong Kong. And uh, top 40 looking for a red open down 530 points. That's 0.8%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Nick Kunza, uh, Senior Portfolio Manager, Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, appreciate the early morning time. China, lots happening there. I mean, there's zero COVID uh, and they've suddenly seen spikes in infections hitting all-time highs. We're seeing reports of unrest linked to various different points. The bigger issue, of course, this is the world's second largest economy and uh, we really would like it firing. Your take on China? Morning, Simon. I mean, if there's anything uh, this year has taught us for the last few years, I mean, things can change very, <laughs> very quickly in these markets. And, uh, you know, I went to, I did a little bit of work over the weekend, went to bed last night, getting ready for the, the jobless numbers on uh, on Friday, mm. which I thought would be the main talking point. And, of course, all changing this morning. Yeah, those protests in Shan, I mean, escalating late last night, apparently. I mean, the pictures that I've been watching on Twitter and a few other places, I mean, it looks pretty, uh, doesn't look good. Um, as you said, second biggest economy in the world. You kind of want to get this right and they've been stuttering the whole year because of their COVID policies um, and it looks like the uh, the, uh, the people are pushing back but goodness me a bit of a risk off theme to, to trade this morning because of that yeah yeah and I take but it is it's stuttering I mean they're still growing but they're mm. not giving us the the five six seven percent we would like the, the flip side you talk about stuff we have learned over the last couple of years sure, yeah. <laughs> is Brent I mean I had a look at the chart this morning uh, down in the low 80s it's almost red for the year and of course it was what 136 uh, back in, in in March when when Ukraine got invaded I mean this mm. is this is good news for consumers this is good news for 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 lots but of course it tells us that the world is worried about economic growth yeah this, this is a this is quite an interesting sort of a 
point to look at or, or indicator to look at because, as you said, it, it uh, given what happened with the Ukraine, the reopening story, all the rest of it, uh, I thought oil had quite a positive theme about it. And, mm. and uh, you know, we own it in our portfolios in various shares, and, and I still like the story. But yeah, on the flip side, as you said, it, you know, slowing world, um, possibly heading into recession, or depending how deep it's going to be, I'm not sure. Um, you know, oil is telling you things are slowing down. So good for us, uh, and I think good for the economy. But as you said, on the flip side, actually telling us that things are slowing down. I mean, OPEC meet, uh, I think, on the fourth, Simon. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're going to need to balance this this act uh, quite carefully. Uh, I suspect there will be some production cuts coming. I think oil, my personal view, I think oil will probably trickle alongside of us here um, for the next couple of months. But, yeah, it, it's certainly, uh, I think, positive, as you said, positive for the consumer. Yeah, lower petrols. But on, the, on that note, are, yeah. we, are, you know, are we going to get a, with Iran where it is and oil where it is, I mean, maybe an early Christmas present for yeah. South Africa. Yeah, I know. For, <laughs> for a holiday. A, a yeah. petrol cut next week. I'm off to, yeah, i got yeah. some driving to do. Mm. Uh, a quick, uh, you mentioned the jobless numbers on, on, on Friday. I mean, yeah. US, US unemployment largely remaining fairly robust. I mean, yeah. slipping a little, mm. but, uh, I mean, nothing to, 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 to stress mm. about. Yeah, so I think all the all the sort of naysayers out there and all, everyone talking about, you know, we were the US ready in recession and all the rest. And I think the other side of that story is uh, difficult to see that with unemployment at three and a half percent in America. You know, the world's biggest economy is still ticking along for certainly from the employment level doing okay and the US consumer, as we know, close to sixty five, sixty six percent. Uh, of uh, GDP in America. So for now, story is still intact. But uh, watch that number quite closely on Friday. I think it's going to make a difference to to where we go the next couple of weeks with, with regards to what Fed talking heads will say. So quite a big one to keep an eye on. Yeah, of course, we've got another Fed meeting this year as well. Mm. Nick Kunza, Senior Portfolio mm. Manager, Sunlam Private Wealth. Always appreciate the early morning. If seagulls were harder dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah? or chase summer around the globe. You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Turning now with Carl Wales. He's a portfolio manager at Flagship Asset Management. Carl, appreciate the early morning time. Talking inflation, which is edging lower, but the hard work's still well ahead of us to get inflation back into those uh, targets from central banks the world over. The one normal place where people think, well, there's inflation out there, they rush to gold uh, to some degree, also commodities. You're saying, hang on a sec, that's not maybe as risk-free as, as many think. Yes, Simon. Uh, thanks, thanks for hosting me this morning. Yeah, historically, while gold and um, oil, especially, uh, as well as a broader commodity basket, have performed well during periods of high, um, high inflation, there are reasons to think that they might not perform as well in the future. And um, an asset class like REITs, which has actually been fourth in, in line in terms of performance mm. during uh, periods of high inflation, might prove its metal uh, to a greater degree than it has done so in the past. Certainly, I mean, I've had conversations over the, the course of this year around REITs as a as a, a sort of an inflation uh, a defensive place. But you're targeting particular ones. I mean, the, the beauty of REITs is often they 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 triple net lease, so the the administrative costs are are, are the problem of the tenant, um, and there's built-in escalations. But you particularly like residential and 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 short-term lend, such as hotels and the like. 
Yeah, the the problem with the escalations with a lot of um, leases, uh, while they are built in, mm. they're not always indexed to inflation. So mm. when inflation is is very high, you you actually see uh, real uh, rentals go backwards. Whereas with a short duration lease, um, there there is those leases uh, those leases uh, sorry uh, reprice uh, quite quickly. So if if you look at your typical residential lease, for example, um, you know the Rental gets renegotiated after one mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. With uh, hospitality uh, leases, there's um, they typically benchmarked um, off occupancies, and with um, storage uh, leases, um, they're also uh, very short-term in nature, so they get repriced very, very quickly. Yeah, to point. I mean, most of those are either annual leases, um, although, of course, in the case of hospitality, they are they are night by night. Is this a case of you mentioned hotels there, and and, and you know, is is it is it the, the the owners of the hotel or also the only operators? Yeah, I'm thinking, for example, a, a city lodge, but they take a perhaps a lot more risk than 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 the owners of the buildings, which in the case of city lodge is the same, but not always. Yeah, so um, the the operator. I mean, there's, there's obviously a distinction between between the two, the, the person that owns the property and, and the operator of the hotel. The, the operator of the hotel might still suffer from lower occupancies, mm. you know, especially when the, uh, the economy is performing poorly. Whereas the, um, uh, the, the owner of the property, he, he actually tends to do pretty well because um, the, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the nightly rates get, get pushed up when, when inflation is, is very high. Yeah, and they and they can win from that preference. I mean, is this is this looking for 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 uh, uh, local or, or or perhaps also more of an offshore? Because of course, inflation is is is, is yeah, it's a worry everywhere for the first time in yes. well, I mean, in my career. Yeah, my my preference is always for um, offshore assets, but um, locally there there are a, a couple of REITs which tick these boxes. Unfortunately, hospitality, which used to be exposed mm. to the residential pro, sorry, the um, hotel. Um, property sector has now been purchased by I think it was uh, Sun Sun International yeah. um, whereas you do have storage um, in South Africa with within the um, storage unit market and uh, unfortunately with residential REITs as well uh, you you have um, local REITs uh, that do have exposure to rental uh, properties but typically they're bundled with a lot of stu- and other stuff too uh, so um, yeah, globally, uh, one very interesting product uh, we we actually invested in is is a um, an ETF called Naveen, which basically invests in a basket of of those three types of uh, residential properties across the US. Uh, okay, so 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 actually now some quite simple because I'm going to say what in, in the US, but you, there's an ETF which which makes it for the for the investor a whole lot easier that that then sort of uh, 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 picks it and does the heavy lifting for you. Yes, yeah, and 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 it doesn't overly expose you to to any one of those uh, sectors. So you get a nice broad based exposure to to storage units, to hotels, to um, residential uh, departments, or or, or single family dwellings. Okay, that's Nuveen, N-U-V-E-E-N. Appreciate the time that Carl Wales, he's Portfolio Manager, Flagship Asset Management. Always appreciate the early morning insights. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favour and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlip Kanisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact 
at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Checking now with uh, Dean Moore. He is uh, just SA CEO. Dean, appreciate the early morning. A, a recent study uh, uh, conducted by by your, your, you and your team looking at at living annuity market, uh, showing some 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 slightly spooky data. I mean, average drawdown rate of of, of eight and a half percent a year. It simply, I, mean, I can't imagine that, that can't be sustainable in in a market which uh, is, is is not going to give you that with inflation. Um, yeah. Good morning, Simon. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. We always enjoy early morning. <laughs> yeah, from, from from our study, um, two thirds of pensioners who, who are currently in living annuities are drawing too much, um, and um, yeah, you, you mentioned the eight and a half percent. Somebody in their seventies should be drawing at about five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in their eighties, maybe six percent. And for people drawing more than that. They they will run out of money. They live to their life expectancy or beyond. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's an area of great concern for us. And, and that's the key point here. We're talking, and because and they're, they're different annuities, this is the living annuity where essentially there's a, a pot of money. A lot of people like that because you can potentially leave money to your heirs um, if you if you don't draw it all down. But to the point you've just made, there's a real risk that actually you draw it down and, and then you become a burden on your heirs. Yes, Simon, and the the thing that um, the, the irony of the situation is that that half of those people, so, so I said, there's two thirds mm. that are drawing too much. Half of those could actually guarantee the current level of rand income that they're drawing um, with inflation protection for life um, in, in the life annuity. So, so when you talk about the, when we're talking about that sort of, they should be on a drawdown rate of maybe five percent. In a life annuity, they would be getting somewhere between eight and nine percent in their seventies, simply because you pull risk. So those that die earlier um, gotcha. leave some money in the pot, and and that cross subsidises those who, who live longer. Is is this is this because that's quite a I mean a, a chunky number, and, and and to my sense, it's a looks like a bit of an easy win. Is it is that a, an outcome? Of the, the the current high in, in inflation rate, I mean, we're seeing in South Africa we've we've had bouts of higher inflation, but we're still you know up in the mid seven uh, percent. Um, yeah, so so in fact, um, the long term interest rates, which is what drives annuity prices, um, are offering well that they're the highest in their cycle that we've seen over the past twenty years. Um, wow, that means that. You're getting the best value you can in, in life annuities now compared to the last 20 years. If I take an example, um, let's say somebody's in, in retirement and growing, well, they need 10,000 rands a month. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're in a living annuity, they need to be sitting on two and a half million rand to give them that at, at a drawdown of, of 5%. They, they could actually guarantee that income for life with inflation protection for one and a half million. So, so our, our whole message I think hmm. to people is don't do it on all your assets, um, but take your budget, take the expenses that you're actually living off, make sure you secure that in a life annuity, and then the rest of your money is true legacy and you can manage that as, as legacy for, um, for your children.
And 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 you are able to 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 move around within this, and and you've got a living annuity. It, it's perfectly within the the rules and the structures to say I want to put some of that now into into a life annuity. Yeah. So so not all living annuities offer that yet. Okay. But but there are a substantial number in the market, and and effectively your life annuity then becomes an asset which you hold within the living annuity, ah. and you can manage that alongside the the rest of your portfolio. Um, and, and that gives you the the flexibility. You can you can even not choose to draw all that income if you if you don't mm-hmm. need it um, immediately. Okay, but I got you, and it sort of sits within the asset. This does bring us as a last question. It brings us to the you know you you hit retirement somewhere in your sixties, uh, maybe in in your early seventies, but probably in your sixties. And, and there's some, frankly, some fairly giant decisions that you that you need to make that have that have real implications for for for, for decades. Um, absolutely, and in fact, we we expect the the way the retirements are structured these days. We um, we expect somebody, no matter what job you've done through your life, to suddenly become an expert financial manager <laughs> when you when you hit retirement. Um, not enough people seek financial advice, so, so there are the financial advisors that are out there to to help. Mm. But, but it's a very difficult decision. You're going to manage your money for. Um, at least 20 years, maybe between 20 and 30 years, and you need to make sure you've got enough coming out the other side. Um, with the life annuity, the nice, the nice thing about that is you just take your expenses, you secure those for life, you don't have to worry about that any further. Um, yeah. and, and then you can manage the rest of your assets. But I like your point there. You've got a career, you've been a success, and then all of a sudden you've got to become an expert in a completely different <laughs> field. It, it is, it, it's, it's eye-opening, I'm sure. Dean, Dean Moore, CEO, Just SA, always appreciate the early morning. MoneyWeb now on The Money. For today, chatting there with Carl Wales, uh, uh, interview ago, uh, talking around high inflation. What is your preferred asset for higher inflation? Um, yeah, traditionally, everyone said, Oh, it's always gold. Carl says, Well, hang on a sec, there's actually better out there. And I gotta say, this, this argument made some sense to me. Um, perhaps you're not worried about inflation, perhaps it is reached, maybe it's gold. Uh, have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. And then we were chatting on uh, Friday with Mateta Talari from RMB. We were talking about that MPC rate decision on, on Thursday. Another 0.75%, prime at 10.5%. But the rand has been moving stronger. It dipped below 17 on Friday morning. It's now back at 17.11, but certainly that trend is for stronger. And as Nick Kunz pointed out, with oil low and rand stronger, man, let's see what happens with petrol next week. The question we asked is, uh, do you think we'll continue to see strong rand against the dollar. Just over half of you said, yep, you are, you're positive on this, but uh, only maybe a little bit. Uh, just over a quarter was saying, nope, it'll weaken quick enough, which certainly the rattlesnake rand can do. The rest of you was, are expecting it to strengthen a lot. And that's certainly with our rand. I suppose one the short thing we should learn about it is that anything is possible. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app 6.30 a.m. podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. We'll have Invicta results. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.